Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Hello, and welcome back to the Res Talk podcast. It's 2022, and the goal of Res Talk podcast is coming back again to communicate late-breaking news and thoughtful insights about all the topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked with the HVACR and building performance markets and individuals for 30 years and been interfacing with the fine team at ResNet for nearly that whole time. If you like what you've heard after listening today and you've not yet subscribed, please consider doing so in your favorite podcast app under ResTalk, R-E-S-T-A-L-K. Conference, a large official meeting, usually lasting for a few days, at which people with some work or interests come together to discuss their views. Check. From the Latin confere, or bring together. Okay. Check. But how will the team at ResNet fulfill the goals of, and of course the definition of a conference, actually two conferences in 2022? On today's podcast, Emma Bennett, who's ResNet's Standard and Events Manager, joins us to share details about the two, yes, two conferences being conducted in ResNet by ResNet in 2022. The first conference is an in-person one held February 21st through 23rd in Austin, Texas. There'll be a limit of 400 attendees, so sign up now. There'll be about seven to eight tracks and 40 to 50 sessions taking place over the course of three days. Now, the second conference will be all virtual and held March 10th through 11th, 2022. While there's no limit to the number of attendees, you can get an early bird discount if you sign up soon. Now, the tracks will align with those of the in-person conference. However, there'll be about a total of 100 sessions, including recordings of the in-person sessions. The in-person attendees will also have the automatic benefit of access to all the virtual sessions, which will be available for the rest of the year on demand. Social events are planned for both of the conferences, in-person and virtual, and they'll be built upon the experiences of previous conferences of both types. Emma will share with us the in-person safety requirements developed in conjunction with a consultant, including vaccine verification required for all attendees. Please listen in as sponsorship opportunities are also available, and of course there'll be exhibitors at both events. So let's join Emma Bennett as she explains what's going on with the two conferences being held for ResNet in 2022. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Bill. Thanks so much for having me. Always good to hear your voice. I love having you on the show. You're one of the easiest people to work with. Thank you. I love being on the show. (laughs) Give us an overview, the dates, the location, and a few other factors about the upcoming Home Performance Conference for ResNet coming up. Absolutely. So similar to this previous year, 2021, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to completely pivot our traditional in-person conference to a virtual event. For 2022, we're looking at combining both elements to create kind of a multifaceted event. So we're not calling it hybrid because in-person is going to be a separate event compared to the virtual event, which will take place March 10th through 11th the in-person event taking place February 21st through the 23rd in Austin, Texas. So we're kind of excited to have both components in person for those that are comfortable, able to travel. And then we have that virtual option too, for those that prefer just to get their learning experience from the comfort of their home. And the dates again are February 21st 
to 23rd. Is that right for in-person? Sorry, I said that backwards. I should have done it chronologically. In-person February 21st through the 23rd. We will have pre-conference sessions as well, the 19th, 20th at the Hilton Austin, which is right by 6th Street. And then the virtual yet will be March 10th through 11th. And all of the content that we have in person will also be accessible online for the March 10th through 11th conference. And how does the registration go for people? Do they have to pick one or the other? Can they pick both? Yeah. So the pricing is based out on what you want to do in person. We are offering that if you get an in-person pass for Austin, Texas, you will automatically get the virtual component as well. So that is your best value. Anybody that attends in Texas will also have the opportunity to be virtual March 10th through 11th. But we also have that virtual only pass too. We do have early bird pricing on that going on until January 15th. So when you go to register, you'll have the option of selecting in-person and virtual or virtual only. Very good. And the in-person pass, is there an early bird on that too? There's not an early bird, but there's limited seating. So we didn't create an early bird because we're doing a reduced event. This is due to the advice of a emergency health and safety provider that is helping us consult on producing the safest event possible for the COVID-19 pandemic in February so we can meet in person safely. We are just having a smaller amount of people at this indoor event. We are doing a vaccine-only event, so requiring vaccines in order to attend this event to make it the safest environment possible. So when you say limited seating, is there a specific number on that? Yeah, 400 people is going to be a max amount that we're going to have this year. We've been trying to keep a pulse on it, and I think that we're sticking to that amount just so we can make sure everybody's comfortable, spaced out, nobody's on top of each other. You did say their vaccine requirement masking. What are some of the protocols that will be employed at that time in the physical event? Absolutely. Yeah. And to give you a little background on how we came upon this, of course, we all wish we were living in a world where we weren't having to worry about masks and social distancing. It's just the new reality that we're in. We conducted a survey of our attendees, past conference attendees for in-person to see what would make them feel the most safe. And one of the highest things identified was being around fully vaccinated people at this event would make them the most comfortable for coming. So we had to do what's best for the majority. But in addition to that, we also have contracted with ECI. And then we have a vaccine verification provider called VAO. So resident is not getting your health information. We're just working with a third party to verify that you're fully vaccinated, meet our health and safety requirements for you to attend and make sure that it is the safest event possible for everyone. Do you know how that's going to go for the vaccine provider? Like what will people have to do in preparation for that? Absolutely. Yeah. And we have this information on our website too. So when you go and sign up, you put in your general information, just like you're attending our regular in-person event. It will then take you to a vaccine verification instruction page. Very simple. Everybody who's done it so far, I think we've had no hiccups in terms of getting the verification to go through, maybe just a forgotten password or something if somebody is already verified. But when you go in, you upload your vaccine card, your ID, they do not store that information. As soon as they have it verified, you just get a little green check mark. On our end, we go in and approve you, and then you can pay for your attendance, pay that registration fee, and then you're confirmed to attend. You did mention there is that information on the website, and it's resnet.us. And I guess right on the splash landing page there, you'll see a link to the conference. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So you'll see it on that top menu there, but otherwise resnet.us backslash 2022. Or if you do resnet.us backslash conference, both of those links will get you to where you need to be. Okay. And then you have the expo. This is similar to the explanation you just gave me here. Let's talk about 
the number of sessions, what's going to actually happen here? Is it in the tracks? Are they going to be different between virtual and in-person? Some of the sessions are going to be different. So all of the content for in-person is going to go over to virtual, but because we can have more content and host more content virtually, we're going to have more sessions there. So if anybody has attended the ResNet Building Performance Conference, one of the biggest things is all the concurrent sessions that we have. And the good problem to have with that is not everybody can see everything at once. This allows the opportunity for them to attend an in-person session. But if something's going on in the room over that they can't see, they'll also be able to watch that March 10th through 11th on the virtual platform. So that's the exciting thing about this kind of two-part event. In terms of space and whatnot, because we're having reduced attendance, we reduce some of our space requirements. So we're going to be hosting between five and six concurrent sessions. Usually we do between 10 and 11, which is a lot going on at once. So total, we're looking at about between 40, 50 breakout sessions for the in-person event. But in addition to that, we are going to switch from one general session on the Monday morning, which is what we've done previously, to doing general sessions every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with the high level overview of what's going on in the industry and the pertinent information that would apply to everybody that's attending that event. Wow. A lot of change here. Is this driving you crazy? (laughs) Yeah. I actually love to be able to have the autonomy to create and innovate. And I think that's an opportunity for a lot of different events in this industry is looking at okay, we have this opportunity to come back bigger and better. How are we going to do that? And even though we're coming back smaller, you know, a smaller scale event, I think that it's going to be better than anything we've done before in terms of the amount of engagement and the intimate environment that we're able to create for those people that are really dedicated to attending in person and learning. Do you have any general, not even statistics, but just general description of what happened with the all virtual event in 2021 to give people an idea of what's building off of? So anybody who attended the 2021 virtual conference, you'll know what I'm talking about here. We had a three-day virtual event. So in 2022, we're going to be hosting a two-day event. So it's going to be similar to the three-day event. I'm calling it like the diet version of virtual from this past year, two days down from three days. We're going to do that live stream again with general sessions. We're going to have some great keynotes. I'm not allowed to announce yet as we're finalizing the details, but we're going to have some really exciting people being able to present to our network on that virtual platform. In 2021, we did it as four-hour live streams in the morning, and then an opportunity to network in the afternoon virtually and view those video on-demand sessions. The nice thing and the changes for this year compared to last year is anybody who submitted the virtual sessions that they did this year for the 18 professional development units. That was kind of a multi-step process for submitting a form. This year, we're going to be able to automatically track what you view and you'll automatically get a certificate as soon as you meet your 18 professional development credits. So we're very excited about that component. And then in addition to that, the virtual exhibit hall is going to be similar to this year. So you can meet vendors online. You can network with people in the industry. I think in 2021, we had over 1,100 people join us for this event. So we're aiming for that number again. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to make sure we include the concept surrounding sponsorship. There'll be exhibitors and sponsors. How is that playing out? We're kind of revamping it again this year, pivoting from in-person to virtual, and now we're doing in-person and virtual. So we have sponsorship options for anybody who's planning on attending in Austin, Texas, or virtual only. For those that are going to be in Austin, Texas, they're also going to get the benefits of virtual the same way that the attendees are. So they'll get the passes to have people join online, they'll get the virtual expo, they'll get the media deliverables. 
all of that. So if you're unable to attend Austin, Texas, you can still sponsor the event, even if you don't have a physical presence there. Otherwise, we do have the networking options. Sponsorship range from $2,000 to $20,000. And of course, if you want more information to promote your company at this event, we're happy to work with you and figure out what is the best fit for your sponsorship and your budget. And again, that would be on the resnet.us slash 2022 page. Yep. And any questions, conference at resnet.us. That's where you can reach us at and we'll have somebody help you and answer any questions you have, whether you're attending or sponsoring. Very good. I'll make sure that goes in the show notes for anyone to pick up on that. So you did mention the venue there at the beginning. Any more description? What's the hotel? Where is it located? Yeah, Hilton Austin. So Hilton Austin, for those of you that haven't been, I've now gotten to go to Austin twice. And it was actually about, it would have been middle of November, I got to see the Hilton Austin last. And it's a beautiful venue. We handpicked it from a lot of other venues downtown in that area. It's probably a two block walk from 6th Street, which is the main music scene of Austin. Austin's known for its amazing live music. And we're going to be playing that into what our in-person event will be as well. You'll probably get a lot of good music and good food. And then in terms of where the event space will have, we basically have an entire floor to ourselves. So it'll be a really great environment. Instead of an expo hall this year, we are doing tabletop exhibits. So just to keep that attendee to sponsor ratio, even not too many attendees to sponsors or vice versa, uh, we'll be having a limit of 22 booths, I believe, at this event. One important thing is the viewing of the bats under the Congress Bridge. Do you have any insider info on that? Yeah, I want to do that. I have not been able to do it, but I know that it's probably not too far. I wouldn't say walking distance might be a little ways away, but yeah, I think you could definitely get there by the bike or the little birds that they have. Yeah, a little power walk. And then one thing to note too, we are going to be doing our same fundraiser for the Habitat for Humanity by doing a virtual 5K, but I'm thinking that we're going to have some quick runners and everything that might want to do it in person live. So maybe that's the destination they could go to for their 5K. Got it. But the basis for it will be virtual posting your results kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Similar to last year, I think this year, Valerie's working on it, setting up so we can create teams and have fundraising competitions to see how much money we can raise for Habitat for Humanity. So can you give us a little insight into the tracks that are being planned for the conference? So the different tracks that we're going to have, as I said, we're hosting between 40 to 50 sessions under these kind of overview theme umbrellas, but online we're going to have over 100 technical sessions. So a lot of different content. The different themes that we have, I'll just go down the list, the latest on energy codes. One thing to note is that Texas Energy Code is now requiring ICC certification. That will also be an opportunity as a pre-conference event during the in-person event in Austin, but of course you can always take that exam and that training online. We're also going to have the new Frontier of the HERS industry, updates from ResNet, the latest in building science, water efficiency, and health. That kind of falls under the new technology that's emerging. Navigating finance and real estate for high-performance homes. That's catered towards our real estate appraiser networking group. The emerging opportunity of high-performance affordable homes. That kind of falls into the sector of Habitat for Humanity and that crossover between energy efficiency and affordable home building. Steering energy policy and programs, that's going to go. I know there's been a lot of changes to 45L. We're going to have a lot of content on that. The path to net zero carbon homes and then business development strategies is going to be kind of our general best business practices for you to take home for your business and apply to grow in 2022. Wow. That sounds like the list of topics for ResTalk for the last couple of years, but it's good to be consistent on these themes. And there is always something new and 
you attract those people with the expertise in these various areas to both present in person and present virtually. So people, they don't just have to read about it. They can actually interact with someone and learn more about all these important topics. Right, right. Bill, as you know, I mean, everybody that has talked on this Fresh Talk podcast, there's just a wealth of knowledge out there. And this is kind of an opportunity for all those amazing minds to come together and not only share ideas, but build friendships and connections and partnerships. I think that there's a lot of opportunity beyond just the learning aspect to come out of both the in-person and virtual this next year. Steve Baden was talking, we were recapping in 2021. He said 2021 was one of the most pivotal years that he's been in ResNet. So there's just a lot going on. And this is a great way to stay updated with what's happening internally with ResNet, but externally in the network and the free market as well. Absolutely. And listeners, if you haven't listened to the best of ResTalk 2021, it covers a lot of those topics that we just spoke about, little clips from them. And when I put that one together, it should be released just before this episode. You'll get a, a flavor for how much is happening and especially, like Emma mentioned, the community, the aspect of what's being created and the people aspect is really a strong component of ResNet. Yeah, absolutely. Most of this network probably has not seen each other since 2020 Scottsdale. So it'll be kind of a big, nice reunion for everybody. Yeah. Well, it's nice you picked another warm place for the winter time to have this event. Exactly. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It was February last year. I will warn everybody to pack maybe an extra coat because February last year was that Texas freeze. Fingers crossed we're going to have warm weather. It's going to be great outside. I know it's going to happen, but bring a jacket just in case. You never know. That's good planning, good thinking ahead. Yeah. Some of the virtual aspects, there was some social virtual things happening. Are those going to happen with the virtual conference this year, or will it be more dedicated towards the in-person? It's going to be more dedicated towards the in-person, but we are still going to have some great opportunities for networking virtually. I think one thing that was super popular from last year is the interactive games and entertainment. In 2021, we had a comedian, we did a trivia, we did cocktail making classes, all sorts of different networking rooms and whatnot. Um, We're going to figure out what worked best in 2021 and see what we can apply for 2022. But one of the things that I found most surprising in the networking were the group forums. There was a lot of different good conversations going on and people connecting from different parts of the industry or within their own kind of segment to connect with people and just sharing information and bringing up topics and ideas that from that kind of bounced off of the keynote or just general questions. I saw one, for example, Habitat for Humanity affiliate asking about her ratings and a conversation starting and the people connecting in that area about that. So just those opportunities, I think that people think that virtual networking is not as engaging as in-person. And there's definitely nothing beats face-to-face, but I think there's a lot of opportunities for virtual networking and connections. Sure is. And the virtual sessions, are they going to have a shelf life or will they be available for a period of time? So good news is that 2021, all of those sessions that everybody got to watch this year, they're going to be archived. So they're not going to be accessible for professional development credits, but you're still going to have access to viewing all of them. So anybody that registers for 2022, you almost get the same value of the 2021 conference as well. Even though you can't get the professional development credits, you still have access to that full library. And then similar to 2021, the 2022 video on-demand sessions, they'll be available the whole year. One thing to note is that we will probably not have the full year allowance to get 18 professional development credits. We might shorten that timeline to middle of the year, but we'll have more details on that as we get closer to the event. All right. Covered a lot of information here. What's your last, your closing thoughts for the listeners about the 2022 conference? 
there's a lot going on and I probably gave everybody even more info than they really needed on the event. <laughs> if you're not convinced to come yet, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. We got two different events going on, two different sets of information for everybody to get. Like I said, please feel free to reach out to us. If you have questions, concerns, we're happy to help you. Conference at resnet.us. You can find a lot of information, resnet.us backslash conference. If you haven't signed up for the Resonant newsletter or followed Resonant on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. You can get your updates from Resonant and any of those platforms that you're on. And that's where a lot of the conference information is going. So please join us in Austin, Texas. I would love to see you there and love to meet you in person. If we haven't seen each other in a while, I really look forward to having a cocktail at the bourbon bar downstairs at the Hilton Austin. And then if you can't attend in person, I look forward to seeing you virtually online. Happy New Year. We look forward to seeing you at the event. Thank you, Emma. Always your energy, your smile comes through in your voice. If you don't know Emma in person, you need to meet her. She has a great smile, great amount of energy, and she brings us to bear in planning this conference. So I'll be there at the conference, and I look forward to seeing people there, and I'll be there in the online session too. So it's a really great thing. We wish you the best and the ability to try to attend this conference. Thanks so much, Bill. I appreciate us having the opportunity to share this information and invite people out. You're welcome. Take care. You too. I want to thank you for listening to this episode where we talk about the 2022 conferences being held by ResNet. If you're a pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us slash professional to learn more or to join the email list. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. A quote by the American editor Aaron McKean is as follows. For me, conferences are a little like mental vacations. A chance to go visit an interesting place for a couple of days and come back rested and refreshed with new ideas and perspectives. That's really all we can hope for if you come and attend the ResNet 2022 conferences, either the in-person or virtual ones. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet and what you've heard here today or like to hear a new topic covered or have just a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Like it and rate it if you can. And we thank you for listening to ResTalk. Take care. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn and is a production of ResNet the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.